Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Hello. 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 <laughs> welcome to the big show. Happy Thursday to y'all. Yes, indeed. We out Happy here. Thursday. We mm. out here. Yes. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Well, uh, guys, um, it's been a big week. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I have anything in particular to add to that statement. It's mm. just been a big week. Oh, okay. Okay. In general. How, how, was, um, how, okay. Was your, uh, how was your Mother's Day weekend? Mother's Day weekend was fantastic. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. Got to spend time with, with both families and uh, enjoyed ourselves. How about you, Nick? That was good. We, uh, we made, made a day of work out of it. Um, oh, for, fun. Yeah. Moving furniture. So I was actually... Woo! Is what mom wanted. It was good. <laughs> well, it was good. Yeah. Can't com- hard to compete with that. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, no, we had a great day. Very good day. Fantastic. How about Greg? you, Gregory? How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, we we talked... Uh, well, we recorded the, our last um, episode, and then, I, you know, as soon as we were done, it was a Monday night, mm-hmm. I said, I have an early call the next day. I didn't specify, but it was a 3.30 a.m., oh. you know, like, got to get to the airport, got to catch a flight. Oh, gotta yeah. fly to Atlanta and then drive to Athens, Georgia to play at University of Georgia okay. with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Brutal schedule, and then we, we didn't start. We want Jelly Willy. We yes. want Jelly Willy. We exactly. want Jelly Willy. Can I say the people. Yep, the, the people, people have want, spoken. Want the Chili Willy. They want the Chili <laughs> Willy. So you know, it was it was brutal, man. And then we had to play in front of all these like scantily clad college girls. It was oh, terrible. Man. Anyway, um, yeah. So then, uh, but then of, of another, you know, flights the next day. Uh, one of which was canceled, and then we had to. Oh. So, <sighs> Yeah, but it was Man. fine. It all worked out. It all worked out. Then I got home, had like one day to chill, and then Friday played uh, the Belly Up in uh, nice. in uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Saw um, the pictures from that man. That looked pretty like a pretty fun it was, show. It was, it was awesome. It was a great show. And then uh, I played a wedding in co- completely the opposite direction upon, <laughs> on the California coast, um, but got to hang with um, with some cool cats up there and. But then it was like too far to drive back that night. I'm not a good night driver. Mm. Yeah. So okay. you know, so they got a ho- they got his hotels, and so I didn't get home really from this like whole run. It, it didn't feel like it really felt like I got home yesterday. Oh man. Okay. You know, it's just been a but it was good. It was like a a, a nice uh, string of shows. It was hard work, but it, it paid off. You know, and um, feeling good about it. So excellent. Excellent. Good. Well, glad to yeah, have man. you back with us, sir. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I think we got a really good one tonight. Yeah. I think so Today. too. I think Today, so too. Whenever. Shall we get into it, boys? Let's I'm do ready. This. 144. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to "You Should Check It Out" for episode 144. Yeah. Four. Just want to make sure. It's a great number. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a uh, twelve squared, right? Indeed, Correct. it is. Yes. Yeah. I got a math question. Good job. <laughs> Episode one hundred forty-four. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And man, as Greg alluded to, we have an excellent show for you tonight. All kinds of things to talk about. Nick's going to be talking about his favorite band of like all times, and uh, the, pretty much the only <laughs> band we talk about these <laughs> days. Okay. <laughs> but but <laughs> we're doing a deeper dive. It's okay. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. on this podcast, we're not. You know, we're not casting a wide net. I'm, we go. I'm, we go my deep. aim is for it to be a band we all love. That's my goal. 
Okay. I mean, you know I'm already on board. I, I, I feel that way. I feel that way, yeah. So really, it's just us convincing Jay, which is really the original intent of the uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, yeah. Remains to be seen. I'll, I'll let you know my, my thoughts. Back to <laughs> basics. <laughs> Greg's gonna, speaking of back to basics, Greg, Greg is going to be playing a brand new game with mm-hmm. us yep. tonight. Indeed. That's right. Looking forward to that. And uh, I'm going to be talking about... Well, actually, what Greg was just talking about earlier on in the show, Life on the Road. Yeah. As a traveling musician. Yeah, so, that was that actually, it's fortuitous. Relevant stuff. Indeed. So, sure is. Without further ado, Nick, you are up first, sir, hey. for better or for worse. Please, we, wanna, wanna, take it away, sir. Well, guess what, guys? We're going to, we're going to, uh, came across a uh, review, and I thought, good, finally. Not that there was any shortage of reviews for this album, but finally, here we go. We've got a review, it's by Pitchfork. Let's go ahead and talk about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard's latest <gasps> Omnium uh, Gatherum. Uh, oh, yeah. Vis-a-vis. <laughs> oh, we'll review the review, words. perhaps, oh, if we could. No. Maybe, if we could yeah. <laughs> That's right, folks. Woo! You know oh, you it. Get, you you love it. King Gizzard style. Wow! Gotta do the woo! <laughs> woo! Wow! <laughs> Oh, good old review, the review. Woo! Yes, we've got to review the review on the latest King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, their latest album, Omnium Gatherum. Jay, have you had a chance to listen to this album? I have. Well, I heard the uh, the one track, Gaia, last week. Mm. Or two weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, weeks ago. yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I loved. That was really mm-hmm. good. And uh, when I heard you were doing a review, the review, I said, finally, I guess I need to set aside a hour and a half to give this thing a listen um <laughs> so yeah i have listened to the whole thing oh wow all right all right yeah. well why don't we why don't we kick this off with uh with the track some actual music here G- greg and i have each taken a turn at picking songs from this album um so we're we're there's what 19 tracks or something like that so that plenty, plenty right. more to choose from this one's called blame it on the weather Yet another song that has nothing to do with any of the other songs that we've listened to from the album. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that, that that's a that's a pretty solid Purdy shuffle in there. Yeah, oh, in yeah. seven. Yeah. 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 
Yep. So, okay, I'll go ahead and get this out of the way. Pitchfork, there's a saying. There's like a there's a there's a thing you do when you give like a like a rate on one on one to ten scale, which is where you say, um, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate this? And you can't choose seven. Pitchfork is given <laughs> because seven is the safest mm-hmm. possible answer. Right, 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 right. It's like right in between. It's not. I'm not saying it's bad. No, it's good. It's okay. They gave it. A, they gave it a seven three. Which, which in yeah. Pitchfork world, that's 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 yeah. It's it's shy yeah. of best new music, but yeah, it's 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 fine enough. And the reviewer, Mr. Stuart Berman, who I don't I don't mm-hmm. know we've featured thus far. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Welcome, Mr. Berman. He he took mm-hmm. this uh, this review took an extra. Uh, two two weeks to come out, so they must have had some some back and forth ab- about it or something. Because well, it is a long album. It is it is a long album. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was d- just listening to it. <laughs> that's why it, it took him two weeks to listen to it. That's yeah, right. exactly. At least formulate an opinion because every song is yeah. a completely different trip. Truth. I- I've actually been really careful not to read too much about this album in listening to it because I didn't oh. want I didn't want to get like pushed into thinking about it a certain way or. Really, just wanted to take it in and try to get it get the most. I am glad though. I finally read a little bit, and I started today when I decided to do this as a review. The review, because the one the one thing that right out of the gate that this one was was very useful information was that this album does come across as like a collection of just random song ideas that they've they've cobbled together. But I didn't yeah. know that Omnium Gatherum is just Latin for a collection of random ideas. Uh, <laughs> or a collection oh. of miscellaneous things or that, something like that. That I didn't know. Yeah, did, he, did he say that in the review? Did I miss it? Yeah, yeah. He, he, it's like in like oh, the, op- the opening paragraph. Oh. Yeah, the like the like quick rundown Whoops. on who this band is that we that it's easy to skip over. Um, gotcha, gotcha. But um, what I don't know, Greg. Greg, I, I consider you just as much a fan of these guys as I am, to be honest. What What did you think of? Uh, what did you first off? What did you think of this review? The review? Yeah. Um, I thought the review. Well, let me, why don't I actually back it up and? and yeah. And, what did you think of the well, album? Well, 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 let me let me let me let me put it to you this way. <laughs> what do you think? I Greg? was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? No, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought it was interesting to, uh, similar to you, Nick. I didn't purposefully avoid reviews of this record, mm-hmm. but I just happened to already be listening to it by mm-hmm. the time I read this review. Mm-hmm. And when I say been listening to it, like I'd put it. I've been, like I just told you guys, driving around, you know, like mm-hmm. two hours to a gig, two hours back, mm-hmm. three and a half hours to the next one. You know, like, so I've, I've got list, stuff to listen to. And between that, between this and the new Meshuggah and the new Chili Peppers, I just kind of had like a little three album cycle going on. <laughs> yeah, a little repeat. Um, and uh, this one I really loved. And uh, look, I'm already a fan of the band. It's not like I'm hearing them do anything I haven't heard them do already, mm-hmm. but I'm hearing it all in one album, which is kind of rad because yeah. this is a band that I mean they mentioned right, right away in the uh, in the review and also that something that we've talked about. They're quite prolific. I mean they put out like what twenty albums in ten years. Mm-hmm. Twenty albums in a decade. yeah. This is their twentieth. Five and, uh, albums in the last eighteen months. Yeah. Good God. That's nuts. So yeah, and, and so they're like a vinyl factory, right? Is that, is yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. a vinyl pressing plant. A vinyl pressing plant. Yeah. You know? yep. And um, and uh, let me tell you, man, I, I'm a fan of all those records because you sort of see this, like, oh, this is the one where they do this thing. This yeah. is the album where they tried this. This is the album where they tried this. But there's always these 
little like signature things that they do to make sure that you know it's them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they've, I think, started to come. It's really exciting to watch these guys kind of start to converge yeah. a little bit more. Like all of the different stylings that they've experimented with. And yeah, this album might seem a little all over the place to someone who's never heard them before. But if you have been listening to them and absorbing the albums, now you're, it's almost like a greatest hits in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's more fun than listening to their older records because you know it's going to just kind of like switch to another gear soon and just keep moving. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to sort of accept the fact that like, oh, this band that just did this like kind of heavy proggy song and like talks like this is next the next song might be like kind of like the beastie boys you know, yeah. or something yeah so you gotta just roll with them you know and they're sort of you know we're on their trip mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. That, that that's the thing that that's the thing about these guys they really don't care what anybody thinks you know yeah. it's they're not trying to write a hit you know there's no, they don't it doesn't sound like the they're feeling like the pressures of success. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. like, we're just cranking another one. It does First really feel like they're long. starting to get some traction though. Oh, they're huge, dude. I mean, they yeah. did like, they had like two sold out nights at Red Rocks. Yeah. You know, they're not like some, you know, obscure band. The, the Jay, I want, I want to get your thoughts too, but the, the one thing I was really surprised about was when I was reading, kind of just keeping an eye on the Reddit for this album that, that, mm. that, that dropped, is how many people we're posting like this is the first I've ever heard of these guys, but this is really? incredible. Yeah, so many of the comments were wow. I'd never heard of these, but then I saw it on Facebook or somebody shared this over here. Um, it, it really does feel like it's kind of, they've kind of like stepped it up in the in, in reaching like that critical just, mass. Yeah, just their just the volume alone has just gotten them gotten them there. They're so freaking prolific. I, prolific. I would I would love to know what their creative process is like because they just. That was that was actually that was the funny that was like the funny reveal of the first opening paragraph in the review, which is, but the Melbourne psych rock ensemble's latest record forces us to consider a prospect even more unfathomable unfathomable than releasing twenty albums in ten years. This hyper prolific group is also sitting on a ton of unreleased material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I did see a a cool. I didn't really dig into it, but they released a a video of them working on stuff. Yeah. In the studio for this album it's not as like i don't know it might not be what you imagine it's just like a, you know there's just a bunch of dudes like huddled around a laptop you know using ableton maybe it's the work <laughs> yeah. ethic that, that is, that's the difference but i mean they just they they're just definitely obsessed churning yeah. it out and yeah they're not yeah. getting burned out of it that, that's it's the crazy thing it's just yeah yeah just mm-hmm. so much jay well and Oh no! Go ahead, Greg. What, what, I was just gonna just just one final point, which is that um, they were feeling burned out at one point in in these last couple of years, and then they, what did they do? They they got those microtonal guitars. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and then like, What's like okay, instrument? now now I feel inspired again. You know, and then they put oh, out like back, three get back to regular tuning, <laughs> like three yeah. albums of microtonal, you know, awesomeness. Those when I when when I when I. I started. I basically worked my way backwards, like Butterfly yeah. Three Thousand. Mm-hmm. I'd heard them before, and I'd sort of liked it. It's and like I the knew they were like experience. Yeah, <laughs> they were like yeah, similar. Yeah, you're right. And it was like very. And which, by the way, I I said from the get go, Butterfly Three Thousand mirrored Kid A and yeah. in did some ways. Yeah. It has that vibe, but, but moving backwards through their discography and kind of 
reaching those microtonal albums and then mm-hmm. being like, whoa, this is like such a breath of fresh air, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And I can understand why not everyone would want to hear this because it seems like you kind of have to know, be hip to what it is that they're doing. Like, by in, it's, by all, it's, it's pro- on purpose, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's all, it, it's not like, the, yeah, it sounds, yeah, it is out of tune to our ears, mm-hmm. but it's intentional and it's working for me. It like excites, it, it it's like ear candy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, anyway, sorry, Jay. No. Let's hear your thoughts. Uh, would you like to hear about the review or you like to hear about the album? What do you want to talk about? Well, I, I mean, as far as the review goes, I mean, it's it's like the Derek Smalls of Pitchfork reviews. It is the most, it's the lukewarm water mm. of Pitchfork oh. reviews. Okay. I have nothing, I have really nothing negative or positive to say about the review. I did, it, I it, did start it, to realize that at, the more I read through it. Yep. <laughs> it taught me a lot about the album and the band, which was very useful information. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it... Uh, had a couple pitchfork isms in there you know it, it said uh the dripping tap is a quintessentially gazardian noi metal rave up <laughs> that's a pretty good great line there yeah um like or when he says like after after the after the band turns into king gizzy and the lizzy wizzy yeah. <laughs> and the lizzy wheezy <laughs> lizzy wheezy <laughs> yeah so, describing like kind of the rap song they, yeah, they they, they yeah. do that a few times, but yep, yep, two of those. No, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with the review. I thought it was informative and well, well put. Okay, and the end um, of the music. So I mean, I, I, I'm not. I haven't drank the geezy, leezy, wheezy Kool Aid <laughs> like you guys have. I mean, I've listened to all the stuff. They just, they haven't like really caught me, like, like you guys. And I, I mean. I, I respect what they're doing a lot. I, I have immense respect for what they're doing. Um, I have immense respect for their output. It's it's enjoyable music. I don't dislike it. It's just not like... I don't know. I don't find myself going to put it on. But I like this album probably more than anyone other than Butterfly 3000. I really like that mm. album. Okay. Yeah. This one was really cool. I, it kind of struck me as like a... I don't know, like their version of like the White Album. Mm. Where it's just like every single type of song that they know how to play mm-hmm. without any really kind of central thesis necessarily, which I dig. That's cool. Sadie Sorceress. Yeah. I was like, I, I was oh, wondering, yeah. like, is that, is that, is that, a, <laughs> sexy, is that Sadie. a sexy Sadie? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But you, you mentioned the White Album. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like that first, the opening track, the Dripping Tap, is off the chain good i mean that's so yeah, good that's yeah. so fun so awesome I mean, yeah, I, yeah it, it really does fly great. by it really does you, you know there's tracks like that ambergris meh they're the two rap tracks mm-hmm. meh i could kind of do without like there's one like on there the garden goblin Mm-hmm. <laughs> eh, I don't know. <laughs> I can do with silly that. Frog. Yeah. You know, and I, I I hesitate to like criticize this band because they're doing like all the right things, and I I love their right. no, their ethos. But I think that does like if I want to play devil's advocate, I think it does make a pretty good case for like sometimes there's something to be said for not releasing a whole crap ton of albums because right. so much can get lost in the wash and the foam. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. And the noise, yeah. If they were to slow their output down, people could digest it more. Now, if you're really into the band and you're going to go back like Greg and, and go back through all their albums and really 
digest it and listen it and learn it, it doesn't make a difference. And you're just happy for the quantity. But for someone who's just kind of like me, like on the gizzard fence, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of well, overwhelming. But you know, the, yeah. But ah. they're they're not just doing this. They there may be a different business plan at play, which is like you know, the more stuff you get out there, the more you can license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, like the like that. I remember um, Thievery Corporation, like a little mm-hmm. under the hood mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe if if you don't hear from me after I say this, you know, it's been nice <laughs> knowing you. No, I'm, I just I'm just saying You're that safe like, here. they're uh, yeah, but they're thieves. Their approach was yeah, the whole company was uh, their their <laughs> approach was just to release as much as possible, you know, like and and they didn't come close to these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? uh, but I mean, again, they had they they obviously have like a work. They have a flow for output. And if there's, they're just going to keep putting it, they're just going to keep cranking it out. No, just no one's going to stop them. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And it doesn't sound like they don't care. Like it doesn't sound oh, like totally. they're just churning it out. Like uh-uh. obviously there's work that's put into all of these tracks and it's, yeah. uh, it's amazing and it, it's enjoyable stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Even yeah. like the rap tracks, it really, I mean, it, I actually, I'm glad I, I, I couldn't come up with anything other than the Beastie Boys for what it reminded me of because of the, like yeah. the call and response that they do. Um, but I, I, it's gotten to be fun for me rather than just like a, like a yeah. skippable track. The one cool. thing that you said though, Jay, you said I almost I almost hesitate to criticize them. That I think is the byline of this review. Interesting. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I really think they're scared to say anything critical of King Gizzard because these guys are just doing so much and and yeah, true, and have man. such like a like a rabid fan base. And, and also, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. yeah, and and we don't know what they're gonna do next. Yeah, like, and, they, and honest to God, I, I I hope I hope this album is kind of like in the like at one point like kind of like an intermission, not an intermission yeah. in a bad way, but almost just like a medley, just like <laughs> a, you know you're you like yeah. What, what do you say, Greg? Uh, just uh, towards the end, he did bring up Kevin Parker and how mm-hmm. like this 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 proves that like Kevin Parker does not is not like the only one with the keys to the kingdom of like of awesome. Australia Australian prog psych rock yeah. psych, psych rock. rock, and and but th- there Jay like that's kind of the the contra- that's what you're describing is Kevin Parker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's he's like super picky about what he puts yes. out. You yeah. know, and like I remember Good reading point. that for uh the slow rush. For the slow rush, they had like a listening party. Like it was done. They had a listening party and Kevin mm-hmm. Parker was there and then like after that party he was like, I have to remix it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Right, like right. so he, and he like, re- yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Whereas King Gizzard would be like that we're already you know, like we're we're on the we're on to the next three albums <laughs> right yeah right you know right. Yeah. so uh, yeah I I completely see your your point Jay as far as like hey maybe like slow down like I can't I can't digest everything you're giving me I mean from um, my perspective like from where I'm sitting like by the time I've gotten through Butterfly three thousand I'm already two albums late to the party <laughs> yeah, like I'm already two albums behind it's a, it's a little bit sarcastic <laughs> yeah I mean we, we had a year between them but honestly the, when you were talking about that the other thing that made me think was like oh my gosh though when we were in college this is the kind of output we we wanted from all the bands that we loved <laughs> oh sure oh Which, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so I mean so the the kids right now not kids even just like the young younger younger fans. They're just gobbling it up, and they just can't yeah. can't come yeah. out fast enough. There's, I've definitely seen uh, like internet groups where people just post their collection of 
King Gizzard vinyl. Yeah. It's like an entire room. <laughs> yep. You know, because some of these are like double LP, triple LP, you know, it's like they just bust everything out and all the artwork and everything. And it's all, it's, it's proggy, you know, so there's like this kind of universe that they're sort of building, kind of mm-hmm. like Yes and with their and, artwork. And you know, it's, and, they're going to have longevity because of that. And I, I hope I so. They deserve it. That. Yeah. They deserve Absolutely. it, you know. They totally um, do. And even still, like, I haven't heard an album of theirs that's you know not good mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. i would say that there's definitely some that i'm like not as much you know um but it's they're painting this really big picture yeah you know and unfortunately you kind of have to like listen to all of it to sort of be able to zoom out and see how it all fits together yeah but yeah i mean they like to get heavy sometimes they get they get like super uh there's, have you heard the album of theirs called Fishing for Fishies? It's, it's so it's great, but it's like so different from everything else. And that's you know, like what genre is that one? Um, it what sounds like well, it fish. It sounds oh, okay. it sounds like the band Fish. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's called right. Fishing for Fishies. Got it. That's what it, that's what it sounds like to me. It's uh, a jam band, like King Gizzard yeah, on jam bands. Yeah, they're fishing it's like for super, fish bands. Yeah, they're fishing for fish bands. <laughs> that's good that's good uh it's like it's all very happy major stuff you know and but then like they have another one about like there is no planet b you know like <laughs> yeah, like talking about how like you know like the earth is gonna blow up and uh-huh. some of their i don't know if you've seen some of their videos but like they have this one video where they're it's for that song i think it's called planet b Okay. Basically, they're like they're in like orange jackets like in a field running around like but they're not like animals and and this like secure like this guard is just picking them off like one at a time, Jesus like violently. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a it's a brutal video. You know? and, and, and you're like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, it, but it's cool. It's like really well shot and everything. It's it's definitely cool. But it's like, man, what what are they saying here? Like you you sort of start to wonder like what's what's the meaning of all this? It's not random. Yeah, you know, well, I picked there's up a focus. It, I've picked up that uh, they're really not a big fan of um, anyone who's trying to trash the planet. Yeah. They're uh, they're definitely uh, one of their prevailing themes is maybe we should just get off this planet and go somewhere else. And uh, to that end, may I may I play a, a track that I enjoyed this, off the? You want to play a track? If I may. If, if I may. Ca- that would yeah that that way. I, I want to be a part of the party. I want to be a part of the gizzard we party, man. I don't want to miss the bus. We want you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So nice. It's really nice. <laughs> no, I like this one. This is the third track. It's called Kepler 22B. Let's hear oh, yeah. it.
yeah. There they are. Whoa. It's a place for me. Woo. Yeah, dude, that's good stuff. And, and good really stuff. great playing, man. Their yeah. drummer is a beast, and their bassist is a beast. They have that, that, that really great rhythm section. Mm-hmm. And that They've never disappointed me in that area. Yeah, yeah. It re- know, and it really moves the feel of the songs because as soon as the vocals come in, it really then, it for me, this album, every time the vocals come in, it's King yeah. Gizzard again. As soon right. as it, as soon as like the vocals tail off and, and they, they just go explore, yeah. it's like, whoa, yeah. this is crazy. Man, I, I was driving, you know, on the PCH, like back to LA, mm-hmm. Listen, and like with the mountains on the side and that song, nice. Magenta Mountain, you nice. know, came yeah. on and I was just like, this is awesome. You know, nice. I was like, this is so great. You know, so anyway, <laughs> it's great, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm happy they're around. I'm happy that I kind of, because I, I, it, it wasn't immediate for me, mm-hmm. by the way, you know? Heard about these guys through more than one friend who tried to turn me on to it, and I wasn't into it, just straight up. It yep. wasn't until Butterfly 3000 came out and Nick played it on the podcast, and then I went and listened to it. I was like, okay, I get it now. This, this is awesome. <laughs> All right, I'll work my way back. So, yeah, and then just work my way backwards yeah. and forwards now. <laughs> now yep. I was like, yeah. Caught up. But, uh, yeah, so uh, should we give the review a score or what? Seems fitting. It sure. seems fitting. I'll what give it a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a seven point three. There you go. I'll give the I will give the review. I'll, I'll do seven six, so we can we can land on seven three as the average. How's that? Good. All right. Well done. That is what excellent I've, review. The review is what I got. Sir. Thank you so much, uh, Gregorius. <laughs> Beautiful. I hey love now. when we do review the review. It's always like let's spend two minutes talking about the review, and then it's yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time it's just a springboard for us to talk about the album. Well, yep. sometimes it depends. I mean, that's kind of the point, though. Is like yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Right, so okay. um, let's start with a track. This is another song that I like. I don't know why. I don't really know too much about this band, or don't. Li- I've tried listening to some other songs, but for some reason, this song somebody played for me, and I was like, "This is really good." I don't know why. I just I li- and I like this particular recording. It's a live recording of the band, the 1975. Okay, yeah. playing this song, "Hard Out." It's 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 pop. You know, I'm not usually like the pop. I'm not the one who brings the the pop song to the to the party. You know, but uh, that's pretty dope, though. 
It's I a really good like one. That. It's well a produced. Solid sound. Well, yeah, what what yeah. what drew you to that? Uh, my friend Dave Vivas, he was a singer with uh, on tour with me, and he he played that for us in the van. You know, he just kind of put it on. It's like the cool. 1975 live at O2. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was like, I was like, this is okay, this is cool, you know. And then that song came on, and I was like, I, I, I don't know, it was just a good like. Like yeah, I've heard it the first time. I was like, "This is this is really cool, man." You know, and it ends with a really ripping saxophone solo. Nice. Right? Yeah. Oh, so nice. be sure to be sure to listen to the rest of that sometime. But yeah, boys, I had a I had a fun little uh, idea, and I thought I'd try I'd try it on you. Um, you know, you Excited. have Excited. now, Jay. I know I can see your records behind you. Yeah, you're an enthusiast. Ah, um, v- yeah. To to a certain degree. Yeah. You know. Oh, Nick's showing us uh, his basement, and oh. You see him? <laughs> drums and some records over there. There's yeah. a lot of records over there. A few Goodness. thousand over there. <laughs> Woo, a few thousand records. We're, we we all collect some vinyl. I mean, listen, we all have modest collections. Or found um, ourselves in a collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> but what if you could just buy any record? Like oh, any gosh, That would be any a fantasy record. of mine. It, it's Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> you just kind of get carried away. Like if you, if you had just like, you know, Elon Musk money and you could just buy any pressing of whatever... You know? It's so funny that you say that because, if I may, divert us yeah. on a tangent. Oh, okay. Last week, uh, Nick knows all about this. I found this Steve Albini, you know the, oh, yeah. the guy mm-hmm. who makes mm-hmm. like in utero. Uh, I found this master class of his, uh-huh. um, just him talking for an hour and a half, and I love the guy. And he starts talking about, I think the question was, are there any albums of yours like what do you think of the mastering process have there been any albums of yours that got destroyed in the mastering process or any that oh. really sound great mm-hmm. and he starts talking about the deluxe reissue of uh, In Utero mm-hmm. and it's it's pressed on two or maybe four 12 inch 45 RPM oh, it, it was a limited edition set Okay, and he was like that is the best sounding record I've ever heard in, uh, of my oh, right, right, that right, I've ever yeah, heard yeah. in my life. And so I was immediately like, okay, I need to go get that right now. Uh-huh. And so I looked it up and, and it was a little, little little bit out of my price range. How much at, was the, it? at this stage in my life. So yes, I, I understand that. Was it like $12,000 or something? Not quite that bad, no. <laughs> it was actually right on the line of like, could but yeah, right, right. Uh, don't really want Four to digits? Put up with, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, okay. no. no it was it's a, it's attainable. It's attainable. All right, all right. Well, these are okay. Well, so, so hang on a second. So, so th- these albums exist, though. These these pressings are, that are. If you go on eBay, you can find these insane pressings. Collectibles, of, of yeah. Vinyl, like his, yeah, yeah. historic. You know, I thought, wouldn't it be fun to have kind of a a game about it? Okay. You know, just I'm going to call it vinyl fantasy. Vinyl fantasy. Vinyl fantasy. Yeah. Vinyl <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> Imagine. Ah, I love it. Imagine you have endless money. <laughs> you can buy, you can any, buy record you want. Any, any record you want. Anyone you want. Wait, whoop! whoop oh, that's how much it costs? back to reality. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, um, all right. So, here's the way this it's going to work. This is going to be fun. This is yeah? going to be fun. I'm going to lose. Go ahead. It's, 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 we're, all, we're all losers here because none of us are going to have these records. Um... But uh, I'm going to bring up a record that I found on eBay with the buy it now price, which was the best way for me to gauge this. I, I, 
I'm learning already that there are better ways. But right. just a, just a disclaimer: this is the buy it now price on eBay for now, this particular pressing. And uh, I'm going to ask you guys each for, and we'll have to alternate. Nick, you'll go first, okay? Okay. I'm going to ask you. you for 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 a guess, a, 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 an estimate, a price, a price, and then Do, Jay. Can I ask yeah. one follow up? Yes, yes. Are, have these sold at this price, or this is this just the seller's listed buy it now? Price? This is the seller. This is the seller's listed price. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I, in the future I'll go off of discogs as you guys suggested. No, 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 no it's is, all good. It's all good. This but, is what it is. Basically, it's yeah. Okay, so this is it's what a good the seller estimate. wants for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's a good estimate. All right. Closest without going over. Exactly. Price is right rules. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We'll start with something that was like kind of basic. Okay. Um, okay. But, but kind of fun regardless. It's a sealed. The Beatles help mono pressing original first pressing 1965. What? Okay, it's on eBay right now. <laughs> sealed. Right. That's what it says. Okay. Sealed. Okay. okay. This is a, f- a mono first pressing original. The Beatles help. Never been opened. All right. Wow. All right. I'm going to say my guess is. I'm gonna say five forty-nine. Five forty-nine. Yeah, I mean, the rarity of this has got to be off the charts. If this is a real thing, I mean, there can't be too many of those left in existence. Help. So I, the night yeah. before, you've got to hide your love away. I need you. It's a great album. <laughs> I'm probably low. I'm probably low. to get to ride. Um, I, no, I. I think I'm gonna say four ninety-nine. Four ninety-nine. Yeah. Well. This first one's gonna go to Nick, because the actual buy it now price is fifteen hundred dollars. Fourteen ninety nine ninety nine. Oh god, I was gonna guess that high too. Yeah. All right. It's, there, listen, wow. this is not an easy game. It's, yeah. it's just for fun. It's just it's just for fun to, to oh, like totally, reveal yeah. the actual. To no, reveal that's, the that's actual a good one. Gets, we're kind of getting our aim in. We're getting yep. our, exactly. We're yeah, dialing yeah. it in. All, All right. right. Here. Moving on. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. And there's not, by the way, there's not a huge diversity in in uh, artists here. Just bear with me. Uh, you're okay. fine. You're fine. You're all, fine. Yeah, okay. That actually helped. That'll help. Jay, you'll go first this time. Okay. All right, here we go. This next one coming up. Vintage, 1978. Tom Waits, Saturday oh. Night. It's the heart signed. of Saturday Night. Is that the um? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank okay. you. The, 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 sorry. The, the, yeah. It's a signed. Signed. Yeah. It appears to be some kind of like Japanese import. Mm. Rare import. Uh, yeah, it's signed, rare. It's on eBay right now. Those are rare. Tom Waits albums, especially from that period, are fairly rare. And if it's a Japanese import, I, I don't know it if does, the, It doesn't specifically say in the, like, m- title? Major description. Let's see. If it has it has that strip, you know, uh, yeah, uh, like yeah. along the side, you know, yeah. which... With the kanji characters on it, yeah. Yeah, exactly, so... Ah, uh, okay. Can I ask for a condition? <laughs> Does it give a condition? Vintage. It says used. Used. All right, Jay. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna... Okay. Well, it's not going to be Beatles money. It's not sealed. I'm going to say um, 575. Okay. I'm going to say 299. Jay, you're going you're gonna to win this one, but uh, that's about a tenth 
of what this is going for. This is going for $44.99 on eBay. Holy crap. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stay tuned next week to see if we if yeah. any of these actually sold. Jeez. <laughs> $44.99? Yeah. Well, hey, okay. this is what I'm finding out here. All right. Wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here comes the next one. Vinyl Fantasy. Mm. Nick, you'll, Nick, you'll, you'll make the first. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Also, you can sort of, you can sort of, you might, you guys might want to, you Bump know, yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm just saying. I'm getting the picture. I'm getting the picture now. The, yep. Those are rookie numbers. You know. Okay. okay. We're, not, bring we're not those dealing in hundreds up. for the most part. <laughs> maybe, maybe sometimes, maybe All right. not. All right. Okay, but I, I did aim high here. Okay. You okay. know, because I want to talk about these, how crazy like these, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. this, yeah. this market is. You know. Noted. All right. Here's the next one. It's a Thelonious Monk Blue Note, seventy-eight RPM. So I think it's basically two songs on. Yeah, song aside. The song aside, uh, I should care and all the things you are, and uh, year nineteen forty-eight. Forty-eight. It's a ten-inch, in excellent condition. Does it have the cover? You know, it doesn't. It uh, probably doesn't. It doesn't. It's probably it just sold in like, a sleeve. It's just a sleeve. I think yeah. it's just a sleeve. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, Nick, you're first whenever you're ready. Okay. I'm going to say Thelonious Monk, 1948, 78 RPM, Blue Note. That's early. I'll say, how about, how about, uh, how about 1850? Okay. Jay? 1851. <laughs> wow. Oh, Price is Right. Hey, Price is Right rules, bro. You know how it goes. <laughs> That's how it goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay's going to win this one. Eight, uh -huh. 1851. It's going for three thousand dollars on. Yeah, I was I was honestly yeah. gonna say twenty five hundred, but yeah, no, twenty nine ninety nine. Go for the Sherwin. Yeah, two yeah, songs, yeah. man. Two <laughs> songs. It's cool. I mean, it's like, it's such a rare collectible. That is, that is freaking rare as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. Let's go back to the Beatles. This one, oh man, this one's cool. This is a vintage nineteen eighty two Beatles. Please, please me. Mono sample test. Okay, so there's not even any like album art. It's just like handwritten notes. It's a Japanese sample test pressing for Please Please Me. 1962? Um, it says Please Please Me Mono Sample Test Black Wax Record. I mean, $4,000. Okay, Nick? I'll say 5000 You guys were both over, so I'm gonna, I think I, I don't, I, I, can I give, I don't think I can give a point. Thirty-two ninety-nine. Thirty-two ninety-nine. It's a bargain. It's a steal. It's a bargain. It's a steal. Yeah, it's a steal. At thirty-two ninety-nine. All right. Let's see what we got here. Can't even get a Tom Waits record for that. Yeah. Let's go back to the Beatles here. Okay. I've got a Let It Be Vintage LP UK Export Edition Silver Parlophone. Wait. It says condition used. Type paper sleeve. That's pretty much it. It's just in a sleeve. Well, it has no. It has the cup. It has the art. Um, and this is the LP. It's the LP of Let It Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The parlor. So like an original. For some reason it says label EMI Country Made in Kenya. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is a, apparently a very rare pressing of it. Um. Okay. I'm gonna say forty nine hundred. Jay. Forty nine hundred. Wow. Uh, I will say 1800 1800 
Nick, you're going to win this one. What? 11,000 on eBay. What? Yeah. I'll give you I'll send you all these links. I'm not, I'm not making I'm not making this up. Unnecessary. I'm not going to buy any of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just so you can see it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, you know, it's the uh, that Kenyan wax. You know, it's the shellac they're so. using there in Kenya <laughs> this, for those so couple years. Okay, only a couple more. Have we done any? Did we do a Nirvana one already? No, 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 we didn't. Okay, got it. Okay, so this is in a this is a sealed copy of Nevermind from 1991. Okay, first pressing, USA mint vinyl. Nothing else. Uh, a brand okay. new, unused, unopened, undamaged item. Extremely rare, 1991, U.S. first pressing steel sealed. Cover has two shrink opening spots in the front and one on the back. No damage in these areas. Intact spine and seams. White, you know. Don't look around for another sealed copy. You simply won't find it. Yeah. So this is a tricky one because, I mean, vinyl from 1991-92 is not renowned for its quality, right? Mm. Um, but it's also extremely rare. Not every yeah. band released. The person that buys it is not going to open it. And then, well, for, or, or they will, or they'll, or they'll be like, you know what, man. I mean, this could be through the roof too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet that it's not gonna be stratospheric territory, though. I'll say uh, two thousand dollars, two grand. That's I'm not gonna, stratospheric ter- territory. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> for say, one album. I'm gonna say five hundred. All right, Jay, you're gonna win this one. All right, forty-seven fifty. Forty-seven fifty. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy out there, man. I mean, that mm. is that is. I mean, that is a collector's item for it yeah. to be sealed. That's crazy. Yeah. I haven't been keeping score very well. Uh, J three, Nick two. Oh, all right, thank all right, God, cool. Hey, hey, we're all, remember we're all losers here, right? Because none right. of us can none of us can get any of these. So far, I'm winning that one. All right, there's only two <laughs> left. This one is the Mars Volta. Deloused oh, in the deloused. Comatorium yeah. 2003 Gold Standard Silver Vinyl, double LP, uh, 180 to 220 gram Silver Vinyl, a brand new, unused, unopened, undamaged item. You said What sealed? do you boys think? Uh, this, you know what? It does. It says unused, unopened. So I imagine that means sealed. I'm gonna say 6.99. I will say 8.99. Nick, you get this one. Oh, Set, you almost hit it, man! Seven sixty-four ninety-nine. Wow! The, oh, yeah. Nice. Tied up. And, and 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 Jay, good guess as well. You yeah. just got. You just went over. Um, yeah, we're getting our aim dialed in. I like it. Yeah, you know this is good. This, there's going to be some some. There's a learning curve to this game, even for me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that uh, eleven thousand one, man. I I never would have gotten near that with yeah. all the, with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, also, the reason I brought this one up is because I actually have this one. I bought it at Hot Topic for twenty five bucks, <laughs> but it, mine's opened, so I don't know. It, it's it's not worth that. But the Mars Volta one. Yeah, the Mars oh, Volta nice, one. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver vinyl. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just ended up being a small pressing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one I have is probably about half that. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple in my collection that, and I'm sure in yours that, like, if you were really to like do some. You know, cataloging, you'd be like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. The one that blew my mind was the Black Crow's Chroology, which is like they're all, they re recorded all their songs acoustic, okay. which okay. no one would ever want. And it's a double, it's like a quadruple LP. Uh-huh. It's like this like pop up fold out thing in the middle. 
and apparently I just bought it. I bought it for twenty five bucks off the Black Crow's website. Uh huh. And uh, that apparently was an extremely rare pressing, and it's like worth three fifty now. Oh, beautiful! Wow. Of course, I used I love that out of it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, but yeah, but that's that that's part of the fun too, is just being like, yeah, yeah I've got this like three hundred dollar record. Let's yeah. listen yeah. to it. You know, yes. yeah, exactly. Whatever. You know, I have a I have an original uh, Ride the Lightning also as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. another. I might, nice. I think I brought that up. But anyway, so one more. Tied now, are we tied? All right. Tied oh yeah. Tiebreaker. Right? Yeah. And going back. To, <laughs> we're going back to Nirvana. Excellent. One more. Okay. It's gonna be worth one point. Nirvana. <laughs> This is the Love Buzz Red Slash promo oh, copy, original first press. This is like a 45 yeah. single. Love Buzz and Big Cheese are yeah. the two songs on it. Original first press, direct from Sub Pop. This is the Holy Grail, folks. Vinyl has a small scuff as seen in the last picture. Doesn't affect playback, otherwise excellent condition. Okay. Like, it, so like there's first. not many of these floating around. We've got a scuff. <laughs> yep. Is it me first? It's you first. I'm gonna say five thousand dollars. I'm gonna say five thousand one. Oh, you ass! <laughs> Nick's gonna win. Oh! This is, I had to go high low. High low. <laughs> this, folks, you can pick, get this <laughs> record for twenty five thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> now that's a vinyl fantasy. <laughs> Wow! You could buy you could buy a really nice car or this forty five. Yeah, you could buy God. a decent used car right now for twenty five. You could buy so many <laughs> NFTs for that money. True. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing though is that like people spend that kind of money on stuff like that, you know, and they do. But this is like tangible and awesome. It yeah. is. Yeah. I agree. I, or maybe we're just old, but like this is like I, you know. I, I, I've definitely pointed to my record company, uh, record company, my record collection, and said like, "You see that? That's my that's my crypto." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? like, Damn straight. Yeah. Damn straight. So, it's, it's it's way more fun, you know. Well done, Greg. I love it. Final Fantasy. Yeah, Very let's do it again cool. sometime. I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy too. Final Fantasy too. Vinyl indeed, Fantasy too. Yeah. <laughs> right cool. on, boys. Well, before, so there you have it. But oh, yeah, sorry. but I won. You congratulations, Nick. congratulations. Yeah, you was, did. You good. did. You should. Huh? You should feel honored. I, I don't. Feel I, it much. was well beaten. Well beaten. Five thousand one. You ass. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, hey, that's okay. the, that's. I didn't that's start the game. that, my friend. I didn't start that, <laughs> and I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> you learn from the best. <laughs> yeah. I did. Learn from Bob Barker. It's a that's race right. to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. You know, thanks for playing, boys. That was a lot Absolutely. of fun. Yeah. Indeed. You know, we're all. We love we love the vinyl here. You should check it out, and uh, we also love Jay. Oh, and it's and it's and it's, and, it's and you know it's it's uh, he's got something to talk about. We want I to talk do. About? Hey, it's Jay, and he's doing stuff. <laughs> Jay's got to talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Greg. I appreciate that. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Actually, this is going to involve you quite heavily. Oh, um, so Ooh. stay tuned for that. But I do want to. I get a song too. Oh, um, of course. I got. I have to say, it was Mother's Day this past weekend. Like we mentioned, I got to hang out with uh, my wife Anne's parents, who I haven't seen in quite a long time. Um, won't go into that, but it was great to see them and got to catch up. And uh, Anne's dad got to pepper me with all yeah. his all of his ideas for the podcast that he has going oh, on. Oh yeah, then, yeah, he's a fan. Absolutely is, and uh, it was great to see him. And he. Let me know, and I didn't know this, that uh, country music legend Mickey Gilly passed away this past weekend oh. on May 7th. Bird clock was uh, familiar. 
Absolutely. Well, I think he was like his road manager there for a I, time. Apparently, back in the eighties. right now. <laughs> I don't know too much about Mil- Mickey Gilly, but Mr. Lintz also hit me the fact that he had sixteen number one hit records <laughs> in wow. the seventies and eighties. This guy was doing something right. Wow. Um, he he hung out. He was a cousin of Jerry Lee Lewis. Believe huh. it or not, got a great voice. Really great kind of honky tonk sound. So I was just kind of going through some of his number one hits, and I, and I found one that uh, I really enjoyed, and I wanted to play it. This is going to set back relations between the sexes back about 20, 25 years or so. But uh, this one's called Don't All the Girls Get Prettier at Closing Time. A one, oh boy. A two, a one, two, three, go. All the girls all get prettier at closing time. Oh, they all begin to look like movie stars How the girls all get prettier at closing time When the change starts taking place It puts a glow on every face Of the fallen angels of the backstreet bars If I could rate them on a scale from one to ten Looking for a nine, but eight could work right in. A few more drinks, and I might slip to five or even four. When tomorrow morning comes, and I wake up with a number one, I swear I'll never do it anymore. All the girls all get prettier at closing time. How they all begin to look like how the girls all get prettier at closing time When the train starts taking place It puts a glow on every face Of the fallen angels of the backstreet bars Yes, that's right. Rocking up to number one Ooh. country 1976. They don't write wow. them like that anymore. They do not. <laughs> wow, number one 1976. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, rest in power, Mickey Gilly. Yeah. And the thank only, you, Mr. Uh, Lentz. The only uh, cousin of Jerry Lee Lewis who didn't have uh, an affair hey. with him. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played, sir. All right. Mm. All right, all right. right there. So, guys, I want to get down to this. I, I saw a very interesting video that was posted last week um, on YouTube by Mr. Adam Neely. I brought him up a couple times. He's a uh-huh. YouTube educator, a great musician. He has a band called Sungazer, and he released this video that was documenting his most recent West Coast tour just a couple months ago with his band Sungazer. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to talk about, A, how much money it ended up costing Mm -hmm. some of the things that went wrong and went right on tour and the general public reaction to some other bands posting similar things Mm -hmm. kind of their their ledger sheet from tours yep if you haven't seen the video it's definitely worth worth a watch you get kind of a a bird's eye view of a professional musician's life on the road as though you don't get enough of that on this podcast from Mr. <laughs> Mr. Loman. We um, want chili wings. <laughs> uh, you get to see how much some of this stuff costs. You get to see some of the things that go wrong. It's crazy. Um, after they they 
you know, most the entire band is from New York. So like I said, this is their first West Coast tour. So they started in Denver. They all flew into Denver. Mm-hmm. And it's a small band. They started as a trio. Um, and they have a keyboard player who wasn't able to join them for the first show. But so in Denver, there's just the three of them. Well, as soon as they get done with their Denver show, they fly down to L.A. And that's when they find out that their saxophone player, a member of the trio, has COVID. Oh, was so it the sax player to... or the drummer? Well, then after that, the next domino falls and the drummer ends up getting COVID okay. as well. Okay. So it's both. Got it. So that's an immediate 14-day quarantine period. Yeah. At the very beginning of their tour, and they're they've already flown uh, the entirety of the country, rented a van, brought all their equipment across, yep. and now they're stuck in L.A. You know where hotels are not cheap, Mm-mm. Craig. I'm sure you're aware. Um, and they're just hemorrhaging money, and mm. all of a sudden they have they have to scramble and try to figure out what are they going to do to try to salvage this, this tour. And it's great. I mean, they have like a little counter over in the in the bottom right hand corner of the video yeah. that just shows the the expenses just, the just racking tally. up. Yep. Now it turns out they they are able to reschedule all these shows. They're they're a fairly big internet band, so they ended up selling out most of their shows. And according to Adam, essentially just barely breaking even on mm-hmm. the tour. So I guess you could say all's well that ends well. You know. They got exposure, quote unquote. Right. <laughs> they have a great story to tell, but they didn't really bring home any money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it could have gone much worse if they weren't able to reschedule any of those shows. So it brings up a couple of questions. And, and Greg, I really want to get your your feedback on this because you're in the heart of, of this. You're dealing with this day in and day out. Adam brings up a couple of things that, or when other bands have brought up how much it costs, say, to rent, you know, to get hotel rooms or to, you know, to stay in various places. A lot of the public perception, public consensus, and this has been piggybacked on by like the national media, they say, well, what are you doing? You're a band. What are you doing getting hotel rooms anyway? Yeah. You know, you're supposed to sleep in the van. You know, you're supposed to be slumming it. You know, you're you're supposed to be a struggling artist. You know, if you want to save some money, don't get a freaking hotel room. He makes that like a refrain almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, that, think about that, it from tweet, his perspective. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he makes really great points. Like, why why should a professional musician be held at a lower standard than any other... Or any profession. Any yeah. <laughs> other profession in the world. It makes zero sense whatsoever. Um, and I know, Greg, you your band does it right. I mean, that you guys get hotels, not necessarily swanky hotels all the time, but, you know, and I'm sure that you're you've had times when you've had to slum it I, it just it blows my mind that the public perception still in 2022 is you guys should just be sleeping in the back of your van you know while you're touring the country like how does how do you react to that i mean it, it no it's it's <laughs> it was a little jarring to see that but i don't know a lot of thoughts because i've i've seen every <laughs> every tear in my in my touring career yeah from I have like slept in the van in the sure. cold mm-hmm. you know what I mean like with you know I've slept in a hotel room with seven other people mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I've, 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 I've seen it Funk all arc. <laughs> yeah see, see. slept on the floors of people I just met that night right you know like everything trailers camp camping mm-hmm. you know anything you can do to, to sort of make it work 
now as things have kind of settled into a you know, I, I sort of have a, a more of an expectation now mm-hmm. and it is kind of staggering though to hear you know yeah people being like sleep in the van you know it's 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 it's, it's like this romantic perception of what oddly supposed romantic, to be like, right you know yeah and listen a lot of our favorite bands they did do that sure you know and but that they didn't do that for that la- for very long. Right, no, right. no one can survive that way. Right, right. You know. But it's almost that. That's, that's almost the implied promise. Is like you got to sleep in the van so you can get the million bucks, and then you can go and and do the party like crazy. Right. And, well, and you must be partying too soon if you're sleeping in hotels. I think people <laughs> confuse it with a lifestyle. Yeah. But but it's really more of a rite of passage. I think like mm. you should sleep in the van once. <laughs> you should because right. you know like it's it that's when you take you know you you don't take things you for take granted stock. in the future yeah, yeah. right yeah. you know um and honestly if you love music that much you should be willing to do it once you yeah. know uh, i mean i'm not in a dangerous situation but you know just in an uncomfortable situation yeah well and and not every tour is no, able to bring in the amount of money that can facilitate staying in a no, hotel. And, but uh, you know, in the case of this video, right? I'm watching it and I'm like, man, I've had, I've been there, dude. I've been in on tours that f- completely fell apart mm-hmm. in it in the tour, like while you're while you're on tour. Oh, I've I've been on tours that fell apart before it even started, and then you can be like, oh wait, we I guess we can't, we can't go now, right, which is right. a, obviously a bummer. But it's a whole different situation when you're in the tour and then it falls apart because now you're like. I don't know. I'm in Florida somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what we're gonna do, dude. Uh, I remember once being so broke in Florida and staying in this hotel, knowing we were like hemor- hemorrhaging money, mm-hmm. and we would set our alarms. But we would play. We would play a show, get paid practically nothing, come back to the hotel at like two, three a.m., and then we would set our alarms to wake up like two hours later so we could go down to the lobby to get breakfast and we would just like <laughs> grab as much food as we could and then bring it back up to the hotel room and then sleep till like 11 and then gorge ourselves then with all the breakfast food that we'd like right. stolen. Snarked Not stolen, but like, you know what I mean? Like, we were just going down there like zombies on two hours of sleep, just like, yeah. but even yeah. that's like not even that bad. You're getting you're getting some some sleep and some food. Like, you, right. I, 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 I've been, it just, yeah, it's, I've seen just, it all amazing to me that like that anyone now you can find anything on the internet but that anyone would have the perception that bands if you have the draw and you have the capability to bring in enough money to break even and and live well on the road that anyone's perception should be that bands should slum it for quote-unquote cred yeah it just and that apparently seems to still be even pitchfork you know, had had an article like well, you know, and that saying was about, how much that was about that Pomplamoose um, yeah. tour, which Pomplamoose, I, I love yeah. those guys, Jack Connie, like, mm-hmm. and I always wondered where they fell off, and he always talked about getting blowback from the internet, and that must have been what they were talking about, just yeah. getting just torn to pieces about because they posted up 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 their tour financials and yeah. Well, another yeah. Uh, somebody else that did that was Misha uh, Misha Mansour, oh, okay. my buddy yeah. from Periphery. Periphery, yeah. And he and he basically came out and he was like, "Look, man, I don't make any money touring with this band." Wow. And I've been to one of their shows. They sell the tickets. Yeah, but what? He, but what? He, the way he described it, he's like, "But I do have, I do make a good living, and that's not from the 
profits I'm seeing from the band. It's from the profits I'm seeing from the products that I make and sell yeah. to fans of the band. Wow. Yeah. Like his pedals wow. and his, you know, uh, drum libraries mm -hmm. and his signature guitars and his signature PV amp. Like wow. all these things, that, like, you know. Because he's, he's so just, good he's a, that he can put his name on stuff and sell it based on that. That like he's had a plan this whole time. And then you see, I, I remember seeing this one video being like, maybe all bands should take that approach. And it's like, dude, I've known this guy since the beginning. <laughs> Misha is a very, very different. He's not the same as you and I. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like not all of us could do could do what he did. You know what right. I mean? This guy, right. he, here's, a, here's a dude who's like obsessed with machines. What's the yeah. first thing he he bought when he when he when he re had a bunch of money? A Lamborghini. You know? <laughs> yeah. He didn't buy a house. You know what I mean? Like he he got a car, like now he's obsessed with cars. And he's it, it like the his story continues in that way. All this is to say that even he's like, no, I don't make money with the band, right? Wow. You, you know, and he disclosed that, and people were people you know yeah. losing their minds. Like, well, how yeah. how can any of us do it then? You know, and it's like, well, maybe you have to kind of come to grips with the reality that it's really hard to make money in an original band these days. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think I play in a tribute band? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like I don't, it wasn't my goal in life to play in a, you know, in a cover band, quote unquote, or, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm happy to be playing guitar in, in an act that is, you know, filling rooms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and playing, yeah. and I'm still playing music that I like and I get to, to freak out and do cool stuff, you know? And, yeah. And uh, go to Dubai. Go I to do, Dubai. Yeah, and like you know, when I went, when we went to Dubai, dude, I got on that business class jet, and I was like, man, how many Southwest right. flights did I have to sit? <laughs> it, you know, like, it, like just hundreds, mm -hmm. so hundreds, like, and that, hundreds of that flights. That reminds you know? me of like, you know, my kind of experience. I haven't been on tour, but you've traveled. It for reminds business. me of the, my experience, like when I was coming up in the AV, AV industry, yeah, totally going out and doing thing, right? national park service gigs. So I was the project manager. So what I, what we were doing was basically doing these projects. We'd go out for a weekend or maybe a week or two weeks, and I would have to run all the finances for it, and it's all in a, a freaking shoestring budget because it's yeah. all government work, right? Mm -hmm. So okay. it's like the cheapest flight you can get out there, it's only stay out there the days that it's going to take to get the work done. It's the cheapest freaking motel in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and man, I, I'm I'm telling you, I paid my dues. Like it was like I believe the crappiest no. motels you've seen. No, listen, I mean, like you can kind of, it's it, it, whether you're a musician or not, or like you know, professional, whatever. You can tell people who've paid their dues. You know, like mm. who maybe you didn't sleep in a van with a band, but maybe you did like basic training in the army, or yep. like maybe you've, yeah, you know, just had to rough it. Yep, you had to rough it in some way. I think that in the music industry, that's the equivalent of like paying your dues, you know, but sleeping in the van, playing the crappy clubs in front of no one, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually you see the success, you know, it builds. Right, right. Um, and everyone, you know, I think that any like working professional can relate to that to some degree. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it's just funny that if you, if, if I was to tell that story to anyone else, like people would feel sympathy for me, I, I would mm -hmm. hope that hey, you're going out and do these cool gigs for the National Park Service, they mm -hmm. could pay you more than like $75 a day to like do that. Live. Like, to yeah. like per day, per diem to do yeah. that. Yeah. 
I, but they would never say the same thing for a struggling musician. Oh my God! Yeah, on the way up, you know what that I mean? Because rite of passage has been conflated as like the, right. what you have to do in order to get. It's like zero or all of it. <laughs> right. Right. And you've got to be right. completely starving until you make it, and then you're then you're the, then you've got all yeah. the money that you need because right. you yeah. starve somehow. Exactly. I think that I think that a lot of it has to do with it's like oh, there's almost this kind of like. I don't know if it's the right word, vindictiveness, or like sort of like, oh, so you thought you could just be a rock star? Oh, absolutely. Mm. You know, yeah. like that's no where doubt. it's really coming from. Yeah. It's like, no oh, doubt. Well, guess what? You know what I mean? Like, it's actually really hard. And like, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, but th- those people who, t- who, like, no one I know who's gone through the things that I've seen and like, you know, and would I, be that cavalier. Would, yeah. no, no one would say that. You know, it's, right, so it's like, right. you clearly have, don't know what it's like out there. Mm-hmm. I was, ta- I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, I got to play. A really fun, you know, well-attended show in Athens. But the first time I played in Athens was like 20 years ago. And it was the one time, I'll never forget it. It was the one show in my life, hopefully the last, where I was, we were literally playing in front of the bartender. Like there was nobody there. (laughs) Literally no one. Because there was a uh, Girls Gone Wild event going on across the street. Literally oh, nobody cared about us. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Nobody. And it was the reality at the time. But like you got it. But we, you know what? We went up there and we played our set anyway. There you go. You know what there I mean? And, right. and then we packed up. You know, yeah, but man. like, you don't, you don't think that stings? Like, you right. know, like I was like away from my loved ones, like yeah. trying to yeah. make something happen, trying to find a spark, you know? And trying to freaking play in I, Athens. But like, yeah, but it stuck in my head this whole time. And it wasn't like this mission of mine to like get revenge or anything like that. It was just, it just ended up, it ended up like, oh, we're playing in Athens. I was like, man, the last time I played in Athens was like 20 years ago. Like first starting to get out there. And you know, like if if you stick with it, yeah, you got to pay your dues, you know? But if you stick with it, you know, good things eventually come. You know, you just have to, it's just like anything else. But also at a certain point as an adult, you just don't want to f- sleep in a van anymore. You just can't. Also, yeah, like your body, you just, you're, 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 you'll get like bronchitis. Your muscles, yeah, you get you, sick. You'll, you'll, yeah, you know that's <laughs> happened too. Like I've seen people drop like flies, and I've seen a lot of musicians quit being musicians. You know, over the years. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, of like you know, honestly, on, we'll, we do a tour together, like, and then after that, they're done. It's not because of just. Because it's they had to spend two weeks, yeah. two weeks with me. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just it's just the the conditions are brutal sometimes, yeah. you know. And yeah. you're also one of the things that people don't realize about touring is that you know, you're constantly ending up in these new these new places with different conditions, like weather wise, you know, and like you run mm-hmm. into weather trouble and you know shows get canceled for whatever reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell you, dude, like, I'm already over it, but two weeks ago, I played a show. We, well, we didn't play the show. We got to the venue, set everything up. The sound guy was late. We ate some dinner. We're like, all right, well, I guess sound check's going to be a little later, you know? The guy's like, all right, I'm almost ready for you guys. Goes to turn <laughs> on the board, and he, and he claimed, like, the board wasn't working. <laughs> and we're like, uh, okay. So he's like, yeah, so no show. What? what? Yeah, no show. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, we'd we driven all day. Yeah, I'm, oh. ki- I'm not kidding. This was two weeks ago, we, and that was uh, it. Yeah. Good God. Well, 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 like... well, we had to, we had to, we we negotiated a, uh, some pay. Okay. You know, there's no way we were gonna walk out of there with you know our 
in our hands. Jeez. You have to block that. You have to be, you know, but like, but well, you would, but just wrapped in cash, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was okay. It was okay. But the, the, the venue just sometimes places just don't have it together. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened with They're that. They're run place. by people. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's com- coming out of COVID. There's still some like totally, you know. And if they're like a restaurant slash brewery slash venue, then there's like even more yeah. stuff that can go yeah. wrong. Yep. Yeah. So I-, I wanted to pick your brain on just one other thing here, and th- this is the other big point of of Adam's video. He makes the point, and Greg, you kind of already alluded to this, so I know your answer, but and my answer would be the same. But is playing in 2022, like is scheduling a tour in 2022 with the pandemic still around and out there and obviously still affecting people's lives is is booking a tour today too risky and is it worth the risk uh that's a difficult thing to answer because it depends where you're doing it there are some places that really just don't care like yeah believe it or not which i know might be sound shocking to some people but it's the reality. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's some peop- some places that maybe almost care a little bit too much. I, I don't know, which might sound, I don't mean to, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to. Yeah, coastal uh, cities in middle America. Well, yeah, where, where it's basically, yeah, exactly. There's your polar so, opposites. Yeah. Your polar opposites. And um, I would say it might be risky to do the coastal yeah. cities. You know, yeah. it might be safer to do the. The Midwest shot. Yeah, yeah, which is when you look at the red knot states. It's where you've been playing a lot. That's where I've been playing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's a big reason for that. There's also, um, I would say, one useful tip is like, uh, at least in the earlier stages of the pandemic, would be like, don't book shows that are in different states on uh, Mm. consecutive days. Try to stay inside one state because if the state shuts down, then everything will get shut down and then you can just go home. But if you, if not, yeah, so that we got kind of screwed. Because, like, Indiana shut down one weekend and Illinois didn't. And, mm. like, we had, like, we had like some dates in one and some dates in the other. There's, mm. a, there's different little strategies. I think, ultimately, it's not going to affect that much because we've learned to live with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, they just did the White House Correspondents' Dinner um, yeah. a couple weeks ago. All the press was there. And they all got COVID and no one talks about it. it yeah, would, like, yeah, and they were all, they were all like, double-vaxxed. And, yeah, yeah, it was, yep. yeah. So it's like if that if that's gonna happen and no one's talking about it, they don't re- nobody really cares about a club show, yeah, right? Because these people are like the most important people, right? You know, so. Um, but I will say, I think whenever I don't know when exactly that tour happened. Does he did he say his tour? Yeah, yeah. it was April. It was the it was beginning. Of, it was like the first three weeks of April, I think. Oh, of this year. Tw- okay, so very recent. Okay. Yeah. It was interesting too watching that video because some of those clubs I played, like uh, oh, yeah, yeah the, the the place in Denver, the Cervantes Masterpiece Ballroom, played there, the Terragram Ballroom in LA played there. But then when they got to that jazz, they get to a jazz club, right? And they're like have like four nights in a row, and they're like the difference between a jazz club and a rock club is that they treat you so well at the jazz. Yeah, club. <laughs> I don't have I've played jazz clubs, but not usually in a touring situation sometimes but uh, they got treated very very nicely at this jazz mm-hmm. club and they had like and it's like they almost had like a residency yeah and that yeah. probably saved the tour yeah because yeah. you know you have like four consecutive nights and 
all of exactly. them sold out, but it's not a big room. It's not, but the prices are higher and the clientele yeah, is higher yeah, it's and a different... the cost of the drinks are higher and the cost of the food is higher. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you play Blue's Alley. You know, I remember going to Blue's Alley in D.C. and spending like, you know, just being prepared to get like completely yeah. reamed. Uh-huh. You know, like as a college student, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to blow a hundred bucks, but I'm going to get to see Michael Brecker, you know, and I'm going to be right. like five feet away from him. Yeah. You know, or something like that, or yep. Dennis Chambers, or factored you know, into uh, the cost. Yep. Pat Martino, Kurt Rosenwinkel. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just like I can't do it every. I can't go there once a week, but I'm gonna go there every now and then and just like get my whole world like yeah. blown yeah. up. You know. Yeah. Yep. Well, so. my my heart goes out to to you and Adam <laughs> and every single touring musician because I tell you what, I, I my my heart just physically couldn't take like watching those expenses. Yeah, pile up and just it's without serious, the, dude. the stress you know, of it. You know, and, and Adam makes sure to say, oh, well, once we get on stage and we're playing in front of people, it makes it all worth it. I'm sure that's true. But my God. Like, just, Honestly, man. Just it's, driving. It's a, just like, I know how much this is going to cost me. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Just, the, you know. The, 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 yeah. Why did we have to get the least gas fuel efficient van possible like yeah oh. exactly yeah no, so, so suddenly russia invades ukraine and everything doubles <laughs> yeah. you know you're just Oil. like what are you supposed to do you know nothing i, I will say this man like uh, no i'm super grateful i couldn't be a touring musician if i didn't have a crew that i work with now that gets this all those logistics together and assesses the risk in a very thoughtful way and you know shout out to paul Moffat, you know, he's the manager of the Red Knots and the bass player. Yeah. He's done an excellent job at like making sure we don't die, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and Pete, yeah. well done, and, Paul. Well done. And, and, and Pete Koopmans as well, who's like the yeah, band's drummer. booking agent and and drummer. And you know, we they, we all we, you know we just powwow, and then you know they'll get and if they get stuck on a thing where they're like, should we do this tour? Then they'll turn around and talk to me about it, and I kind of have to pick a side. <laughs> And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes I've had to be like, I don't want to do it. And someone gets upset or I do want to do it. And someone gets upset because, you know, it's like a little bit of friction because, but that's just just natural, you know? Yeah. Tiebreaker. But I know my limits because of the years of doing it. Like I know that I can't, I can't personally drive an hour and a half at night. Mm -hmm. You know, I also know that I can't stay like in a, like the the hotel doesn't have to be super Anything nice. Anything less it, than four stars is it's just more like of like right the, it's, it's more <laughs> of the location. He's it's, French people. Like I can deal with an econo lodge, but not in like the <laughs> part of town. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like like that's that's the difference. Like I would like don't just don't put me in the bad part of town. Like there is a you, huge variance. You're there at midnight. Hotel sixes, econo lodges. I mean, there's yeah, a huge. Yeah, no, variance. I can deal. I can deal with like you know a, a lower thread count. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> For one night, you yeah, can deal with it. Hey, I, you know. hey listen, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I do make the most out of what, you know, what we get, you know, like, so it's like, oh, there's a pool here. I'm, a, I'm taking a dunk in the pool, you know, like, oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a breakfast here. Dude, the, I've gotten so used to like hotel breakfasts. I, I, I told the guys I was like it's like rations now uh-huh. like, I don't even I don't even taste it and it's like yeah. you know it's like it's just sustenance yeah basically and it's like sometimes I, sometimes I don't even sometimes I don't even eat it because I just know that it's I'm like not gonna feel that great yeah it's you know crap. like or like I just limit how much you know it's like and, and then just hope that we find a, a funky little diner down the road but that what's special about the road is there's funky diners. like yeah, well, sometimes, yeah. It's just like the the surprises that happen. 
suddenly you find yourself in like the coolest and cool part of town. Right. You know, like when we got to Athens, we were like rolled up like all like, oh my God, all bleary eyed. We found this amazing little southern like home cooking spot that's like been in Athens forever. It's called The Place. Wow. And we sat down and I got shrimp and grits and it was mind blowing good. Like oh. andouille, andouille sausage, you know what I mean? Like yeah. cornbread yeah. muffin, you know, and like the the cute little, you know, server coming over like, hey y'all, how you doing? But it's like, you know, it's like totally uh-huh. like authentic, you know, like yeah, that's, yeah. That, I'm like, that's why I'm here. You know, like yeah. that, that's, that's a fun, that's really the- Right on, man. So that's anyway, badass. you know, it is, it is, but it's, it, you know, you got to suffer for it for sure, man. If anybody wants to be a touring musician, you know, or I mean, any kind of professional or anything, you got to be ready to really work hard. But you, you got to be. But that's not that doesn't need, that doesn't need to be the the rule for a tour. You don't need to be starving in order for the tour to. No, I would yeah. say be prepared to be uncomfortable, but also like speak up if you feel like like unsafe. You know, like there's there's moments where you have to kind of say like this isn't right. You know, yeah. like we like I'm not. But I mean, I've seen it all, man vans breaking down in the middle you know like i once went on a tour where like we found out basically the booking agent like lied to us like oh. and like these dates weren't actually booked <laughs> you know oh. like like, uh, it's like all this all <laughs> kinds of yeah yeah all, all kinds of disappointments and but then also triumphs you know you, 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 some, you know sometimes you, you you show up to a place you're like i wonder if people are going to show up and then like it sells out damn straight and then you walk Damn out of there with like fistfuls of cash and you're just like, let's go get drunk, you know, <laughs> you know or whatever, or whatever it is, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's like, and then, and then you're like, you know, you can ride that wave for a while and then you're like, man, not only was that great, but music got me, got me here, you know? Yeah, baby. Yep. Yeah, baby. And like that yeah. passion, you know, is what, is what got us here and like, we're bros now and we're tighter, you know, than ever and like all that, you know, so awesome. I recommend it. You but do not for the not for the faint of heart, you know. Fair enough. Like you said, like you said, Jay, it does. I mean, there have been moments of absolute heartbreak, you know. Mm. what I mean, so you know, it is it is what it is. Well, I appreciate the perspective, man. It's a, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I, pre- I appreciate love to hear you, those stories. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you. You know, kind of opening up the hood. And, you know, I, I can I could go for hours in details, but we'll next save time. Some. Yeah, next, next time, time. on oh, beyond beyond venue <laughs> beyond venue, beyond venue. <laughs> beyond venue. <laughs> all right boys we have well exceeded our welcome today quite a yeah. bit it's been a lot of fun yeah i had a feeling this would be a good one <laughs> well before we go greg one last thing please tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so Right on. Well, you can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Yep. You send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave us a review. And as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Thank you very much. And this episode brought to you by Graither's Pastilles. There they are. The one and only choice for voice soothing relief mm. and with that boys we'll see you back here next week how about it have a good Let's week everyone it. peace peace in the box